Hello, and welcome to Airs LA, where we bring you the latest information on different forms of assistive technology for people who are blind and low vision. My name is Dr. Bill Takeshta. And I'm Julian Vargas. And today we're going to talk about using the KNFB application for your cell phone. Many people are familiar with Kurzweil, and when Kurzweil joined up with the National Federation of the Blind to develop this application, it has really quickly become one of the most popular applications that people are using for their smartphones. So today, Julian Vargas is going to show us how do we actually use this particular software. And, you know, Julian, my first question about this is, initially, Kurzweil was only available for use on the iPhone. Is it also available for use on Android phones? Yes. Uh, as of last year, there is an Android app. And since you mentioned the Android app, I should put something out here with the disclaimer that uh, by the time you hear this, this may not be available any longer. Hmm. But earlier this month, and we're recording this in mid-July, earlier this month, uh, the KNFB Reader app went on sale. And uh, both iOS and Android, but the Android uh, sale was particularly of significance because it wasn't just the usual NFB uh, lowering the cost of the reader for convention season, which is typical that they do every year. But Google actually decided to uh, do a, a, a subsidy, if you will, uh, oh. a contribution <laughs> toward the efforts that were being Screen put lock. into this app. And they are at this moment subsidizing 80% of the cost of this app. 80? Yes. So basically it costs $100 to buy. And at the moment, if you buy it, and again, this is only for Android, not for iOS, not for the iPhone, but in the Android uh, Play Store, if you download the app, you can actually, uh, uh, the way it's set up is it's set to to give you 25 free, uh, it's like a little free trial, 25 shots that you can take with it to kind of get an idea of if this is going to work for you if it's not going to work for you but you can do what's within the app known as an in-app purchase where you're you're unlocking the full featured use of the app forever so when you do this uh you'll be greeted with a message that says that google is contributing toward the efforts of you know helping blind people etc i don't remember the exact uh text as it was written but the 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 uh, the important message is that uh, when you when you get this when you get this pop up when you do the in app purchase you're only paying twenty dollars for the app instead of a hundred oh my goodness so that's amazing if you have an Android device if you have access to an Android device if you think even someday in the future you might want to use Android and you can borrow a friend's <laughs> device and uh, all you the only thing you need to download stuff for Android is a Google account so if you have a Gmail account which most of us do. You would simply uh, log into that from an Android device and give it billing information if you haven't done that already. And then you download the app and unlock this in-app purchase. And now it's yours for life and you only pay $20 for it. Well, you know, Julian, this this application, this KNFB app is, is so powerful. I really feel that even people who have normal vision will find this application to be beneficial for certain situations. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, It's got really, really good OCR, which for those who don't know means optical character recognition. Uh, it does amazingly well. 
and whether you have full sight or whether you have no sight, uh, with the onboard tools that this app includes, uh, you can get some pretty good workable results. You know, and it's kind of interesting is that I've known Julian for years, and we were so excited when they first came out with a KNFB mobile application, and it was with a, a Nokia cell phone, and I believe that that particular software at that time was close to $1,600, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was with the phone, and uh, if you wanted the talking software that you had to install those days on those phones to to make it accessible so that you could use it for more than just a <laughs> portable OCR device. So, yeah, it, uh, it, it cost a lot. And, and let's, I mean, let's put it into perspective. Let's go back all the way when, they, when Kurzweil first came up with the reading machines. Oh, yes. That were about as big as a dishwasher and cost like $50,000. <laughs> it really was. It truly was that expensive. And it was as big as a, a photocopy machine you yeah. saw at the library. I mean, the full desk, you know, the, the full size operating uh, photocopy machines. And now we have it that could be in your iPhone or in an Android phone. Well, yeah. And, and then just to kind of keep uh, with the historical perspective here, <laughs> uh, then they came out with the, uh, the smaller versions that fit on your tabletop, uh, the reading edge and things like that. Those machines and those cost something like five or six thousand dollars. I remember those. And then in uh, 2006, I believe it was, or somewhere around there, they came out with the f- first portable KNFB reader. And at the time, this was a PDA. <laughs> Yes. Uh, attached to or, or with a five megapixel camera attached to the back of it, so it was a pretty bulky device. But you know what? <laughs> yeah. You could put it in a, in a bag and carry it with you, and that was the first truly portable OCR solution. And that I think was like thirty five hundred dollars. Uh, so then, and and then they came out with the uh, KNFB Reader Mobile on the Nokia phones, and then when the the iPhone came out, everybody was going over to that, and for a while there was no uh, solution that was as good. I mean, there were other uh, third-party apps out there, uh, things that were being used primarily that they were meant for uh, sighted people to take pictures of documents and sort of scan them and email them to people, do that kind of thing, uh, capture receipts or business card information, and it was discovered that we could also use those apps for OCR because then when you put on voiceover, it would read uh, what was on the screen, what had been captured. And those developers were responsive and uh, did uh, whatever they could to make the app even more usable and accessible to us. But the one thing that was notably missing was the tools that the KNFP Reader includes. So if you're totally blind, especially if you've never seen anything, so you have no idea... Uh, of certain visual concepts, it was it could be kind of hard to try to get uh, uh, quality OCR results from one of these uh, uh, other apps that are out there. So KNFB, for the longest time, their position was we could come out with something, but we wanted to be as good, if not better, than what we had on the Nokia phones. So it took them a while, but they finally did come out with the KNFB reader. Uh, for iPhone, and last year uh, brought it over to the Android side as well. So uh, both uh, main mobile platforms are covered uh, with this wonderful uh, uh, app that just uh, 
does so many incredible things. So what uh, I thought we could do, if you wanted to, was to kind of play around with it and just show the audience yes, yes. how it works. You know, I only have heard positive things about it, and uh, I would really like to know how easy is it to use and how easy is it to take a picture and have it read something. Well, I'll be completely honest. When I first bought the KNFB app, I saw myself doing it more for the benefit of my clients and uh, people who uh, I normally address when I give presentations or these podcasts. I thought of it as, well, you know, the, these other apps I've been using are pretty good when you combine them with a reading stand and things like that. I don't know that this KNFB is going to be so much better that it's worth so much more of a price than what these other apps go for. So I saw myself as doing it more that, uh, as a way of showing, hey, you know what, uh, maybe you could save the money and not have to <laughs> get the more expensive solution. But I was blown away with how well this works. Yeah, it's it's really? worth every penny, every penny, even at full price. But when you can get it at a discount, even better. So, yeah, let's go ahead and uh, open my phone here. Air slot. Back button. Messages. Open the uh, app KNFB Reader. Active. Okay, I'm going to open up the KNFB Reader. KNFB Reader. File Explorer. Button. So, maybe what we'll do is take a little tour of the front screen here a little bit. File Explorer. Button. So, this is where when you take uh, pictures of something, if you want to save the text from those pictures into a file that you could read later, uh, you can do so, and that File Explorer is where you would go to open up something that you had scanned before. Settings button. So settings is where you go to change different uh, parameters of the app, the voice to use, the speech rate, uh, language recognition, a lot of other neat stuff. Camera flash is automatic button. So the camera flash is uh, set to automatic, which is the best way to leave it on so that when it detects that there's a lot of light, then it won't use the flash. But if you're in a dark environment, the flash comes in handy. And again, if you're totally blind, maybe you... you you can't uh, uh, tell how bright or, or how dark the room might be. So I recommend leaving that feature to automatic. Tilt guidance. Switch button. Off. Tilt guidance. Now, I don't use this, but again, this comes in handy if you're totally blind, especially, and uh, you may not know that if you tilt the phone a little bit, uh, the way that the uh, camera lens views the text might be a little different, and it might skew the results. So, ideally, you want to have the camera looking down at the page that you're uh, photographing and have it be flat in relation, so exactly parallel to it. And this tilt guidance helps you, and it does it by uh, by the vibration motor in the phone. Uh, when you don't feel any vibration, it means that you're totally flat. When you start to feel vibration, it means that uh, you're tilted a little bit and you need to uh, maybe try to uh, fix that so that it's flat in relation to what you're taking a picture of. Take picture button. So take picture button, that speaks for itself. That's what you double tap, and it will take a picture of whatever the, is in view of the camera. Field of view report button. Field of view report. This is another one of these uh, uh, important tools that I was referring to. Because, again, uh, if you have no usable vision at all uh, and you've not worked with cameras very much, you may not uh, know how far or how close to hold the camera to the page that you're trying to get the text off of. So this really helps you. So it'll tell you things like uh, how many edges are seen and uh, the rotation of the of the phone 
in relation to the paper. Now, I, I'm going to tell you that in today's, uh, with the way it works today, that rotation number isn't as important, but in the earlier days with the Nokia phone, it was. So you always want it to be as close to zero degrees as possible on that one. But uh, this will work, and even if, you, if it's upside down, uh, it'll still... Uh, to, it'll it'll do what it needs to do to read it to you correctly so uh, that that thing isn't as important but the the edge detection is very important because what you want is that all four edges are visible once you hear that uh you hold the phone perfectly still and then flick back over to the left one take picture and there you go to that take picture button double tap and hold the phone still and let it take its picture and then you get the results field of view report and picture from library so add picture from library. This is also handy. Let's say somebody took a picture of some text or somebody sent it to you or you did it yourself without running the app. You can actually import a picture from your uh, photo library into the KNFP Reader app. And if there's text in there, it'll read it to you. Batch mode is off. Button. Batch mode. This is if you're going to take pictures of a multi-page document. Like, let's say, a, a, a handout that you get at college that maybe has three or four pages. Um, rather than saving each page that you take as a separate file, you can actually do a batch mode and take a picture of all those four pages, one after another, and then save it as one file. And it'll read it to you continuously as one file when you uh, open it. OCR language. Button. So OCR language, this is the... You change this if you're going to take a picture of uh, something in another language. So obviously in the U.S. it's set to U.S. English, but you can uh, it can recognize other languages like Spanish, French, and a few others that I can't remember off the top of my head. Document type button. Document type. So this is where uh, you choose the type of document that you're taking a picture of, uh, a page with columns or that kind of thing. Select profile button. And select profile. That uh, I guess it's some settings that you can do for uh, certain kind of things you're taking pictures of. I haven't messed with that too much, honestly. Select profile button. So okay, that's it. That's the front page of the KNFP Reader app. You should also know that uh, all this time it's showing. Uh, for those who have uh, partial vision, it is actually showing on the screen what is in view of the camera. Oh, okay. So these buttons are sort of overlaid on top of that image. So, all right, we're going to take take picture. I'm going to button. find this take picture button, and I'm going to find the document here, and we're going to try to take a picture. So you recommend most of the time to put the document flat on a flat table. Don't try to hold it upright with your hand. Yeah, no, no, you want it flat on a, on a table. <clears throat> uh, ideally, you want some color contrast, especially if you're going to uh, use the uh, the edge detection the field of view report. Uh, it's good if the, uh, if the paper is white to, to have a dark desk or, or something like that. Some people will actually carry with them a, a black cloth. So if they want to use it on the go, uh, they can always uh, have an instant black background for something. So you want to set it that way flat. And then you want to set the phone laying uh, more or less in the middle of the document, but keeping in mind of where the camera on the phone is located. Uh, on the iPhone, uh, on the back of the phone, it's on one of the upper edges. So it's very easy to feel where the camera is, especially on the newer iPhones, the, the 6 and the 6S, 6S, 6S Plus. It kind of sticks out a little bit. So you want that camera 
to be more or less looking at the center of that paper. And then what you're going to do is just lift the phone uh, slowly. Um, you try to use your judgment, and again, if you need help, you use the uh, field review report to try to do that. But I'm going to just cheat here, and, and I'm going to just take a guess that I, I've got it at a good angle. And I'm going to take a picture. www.sbepause.jlt by monthly publication of the Society of Broadcast Engineers, the Association for Broadcast and Multimedia Professionals, Volume 29, Issue 2, April 2016. Add the SBE NAB show events to your calendar. Nair events the Air Venture. So Memkind, W the Meet stuff. Tuesday, Appy, the Members. To data. As you see, it, uh, wow. some, it, it did get some funny text in there. Now, how high or how far from the paper did you raise the camera? I think I was somewhere in the 8 to 12 inch range. Okay. Uh-huh. So, um, again, I, I just felt the, the size of the paper, put the phone at the center, and then I kind of just uh, made a judgment call on that since, I, since I've gotten pretty experienced with using these features. I'm, I'm usually pretty good at uh, being able to do this, but, you know, beginners may not. It takes some practice. As I always tell my clients, practice, practice, and more practice. I mean, that is amazing. That is absolutely amazing how quickly and how easily you were able to do that. And and this is reading a newsletter with columns, and that, that is fantastic. Yeah, it does, it does amazingly well. <clears throat> and by the way, you can use this for other things. Restaurant menus, it works. Uh, signs, placards, like let's say you go into an office building that doesn't have tactile signage. I've used it to read placards. Wow. On the sides of doors and things like that. Wow, that is fantastic. Now, now, Julian, at what particular point in time, let's say that this was a document that you wanted to save, how do you tell the uh, application that you want to save it and you want to name it? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put focus back on the upper part of the screen. Minus 98 here. signal strength. Back button. So now I'm going to look for the option to save. Page one of one. There. Events the air event. Add the SBU NAB show events. The Association for by monthly publication of the okay. back button. Page one of one. Settings. Button. View image associated with document. Button. Add page to document. Button. So if I wanted to add another page, by the way, I could hit that button and I'll take a picture of something else. So. Oh, okay. Change text recognition. Button. So I can change the text recognition. So if it's reading it kind of funky, I can change things in there and... Uh, and, and apply those changes, and maybe it might get a better result. Save document button. But this is the one you're looking for. Save document. So, if I double tap this button, zero seven twenty two thousand sixteen eleven oh seven a.m. So, what it does oh. by default, it names it by the time and the date that you took this picture. But you can change that. Clear text button. I can hit that clear text button. I flicked over to it. Clear text. And now, what I'm going to do is. I'm going to enable the dictation feature and call it Broadcast Brochure. Inserted Broadcast Brochure. So there you go. Now I've uh, changed the name to what I wanted to be saved <laughs> because that will make more sense to me later when I go looking for it. Clear text. Bu save. Button. And that's it. I flick over to the Save button. Double tap. Saved. Play. Button. And now it's saved. And then if I want to keep playing it, I can hit that Play button. So that KNFB application also has a dictation feature that you no, don't no, no, that, type it? That's actually the iPhone. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, anytime you're in an edit field <clears throat> mm -hmm. with the iPhone, 
if you uh, either hit the dictate button or do your two-finger magic tap, as they call it, that will enable that voice dictation, and you can type things into an edit field that way. Uh, what is the two-finger magic tap? I don't know if that <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> oh, well, maybe we'll have to do a podcast on that right. one someday. But basically, the theme of it is start and stop things, and it's context uh uh, it's contextual, so depending on your phone's ringing, that's answer, hang up. Uh, music is playing, stop, resume. Uh, oh. You're in an edit field, dictate, stop, stop dictation, etc. So you kind of get the idea. That's how it oh. that works. Oh, it's so smart. It's so smart. Gosh, that is fantastic. Now, now, Julian, a couple other questions about this. You know, in terms of if a person has a older phone, say that it's an iPhone 4S, uh, can they load this Kurzweil application on one of those older phones? Yeah, I believe it, it will. And initially, I remember that it, it wouldn't support some of the older phones. But it, it will let you install it. But I'll tell you that uh, the results may not be as good because you're talking older hardware. That's uh, hardware from 2011. Uh, so it's, it may take longer to process images. It, the, the quality of the scan may not be quite as good. Mm-hmm. But it, it is usable. I've, I've known of people with older phones that do use the software. And how much memory do you recommend if a person is going to buy a new phone right now? Uh, how much memory do you feel that they really should have on that phone? Is is 16 gigabytes enough? Um, look, if that's all, I always tell people, get the most you can afford. So if 16 is all you can afford, then obviously get 16. But, you know, for $100 more, you quadruple it now. You go from 16 to 64. I think it's well worth it <laughs> because mm-hmm. apps themselves are, are becoming larger in size. You know, now that we have faster processing and memories cheaper and all that stuff, app developers write their apps to take advantage of the available hardware. So the app sizes are bigger. Uh, iOS updates are bigger. So... I think 64 for me is the sweet spot in it. But if you do, uh, look, if you, if you download a lot of music, uh, store a lot of videos, a lot of pictures, things like that, then you might want to go for the 128 gig. But I think 64 is, is a good spot for most people. Now, what if I was reading a paperback book? Um, would it be better for me to open the book and scan two pages at a time? Would it be able to recognize that those are two separate pages or... Do I have to tell it that it's uh, columns or what? Well, this gets into uh, another area. Uh, I also recommend with with these OCR apps the use of reading stands. I think they're quite uh, handy. They're mm-hmm. not very expensive. Mm-hmm. And some of them, for example, the uh, Fopido or Fopido, however you choose to pronounce it, uh, they make one called the Scanning Stand for the Blind and Book Reading Aid. And this combo that you can buy for $35 lets you assemble this uh, stand that's pretty portable. And now you can use it to read books and things like that. But if you're not doing a lot of book reading, the the stand-alone version of that stand is only $15. And it it takes away the guesswork. You no longer have to for sure worry about the, the edge detection and things like that because... The stand is designed in such a way that it puts the exact amount of distance needed between the phone's camera and that document. Oh. And it's aiming that camera lens right at the center if you line everything up correctly. So it makes it uh, it makes it a no-brainer. And especially if you're going to use batch mode and things like that, 
uh, where it's automatically detecting that you took away a page and put another one in and takes a picture. Uh, a stand like this is, is quite handy. Because that way you're not having to hold it in one hand and uh, yeah. hold it steady and all that. Oh, so in the batch mode scanning, it it will take the next picture when we put in the next page and right. automatically. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, how how do you spell Fopido and where do you get that? Uh, it's F-O-P-Y-D-O dot com. If you go there, F-O-P-Y-D-O dot com, and you want to look for a link that says Scanning Stand for the Blind. Because they make a regular, they make one for mobile devices. Because that was the original one, and like everything else, blind people discovered it and said, "Hey, we could use this." And they talked to the uh, maker of that stand, and they uh, they cooked up this special one for the blind that's a lot less complicated to assemble. It's very easy, very straightforward, and uh, getting that one uh, will make this process a heck of a lot easier. So, yeah, fopydo dot com. You look for the link that's a scanning stand for the blind, uh, or you look for the one that says uh, reading aid or something to that effect. So if you want to buy the full package, you can do that, or you can just buy the scanning stand for blind. They also have instructions on there that you can read to, to help you assemble it once you get it. You know, what's so amazing about this is the fact that, too, you could carry this. I mean, this is just right there in your phone. You could carry it in a shirt pocket or purse. I don't know how big that stand is, the Vopedo stand, but you could probably put that in a backpack or briefcase. Yes, you can. You you could do things that we used to have to have a huge, huge photocopy machine when the original Kurzweil came out for forty, fifty thousand dollars years ago. I know it's amazing. And, and now you could do it for fifty-five dollars. I know. I mean, that's amazing. It's great. Well, Julian, if anybody has questions, uh, how can they get in touch with you? I can be reached at area code 818-794-9554, or you can email me via my website, which is www.techjv.com. That's www.techj, as in John, V as in Victor, dot com. Uh, find my contact info there, read a little bit about what I do there. I can provide uh, personal one-on-one or group training for people who want to learn more about uh, these mobile devices and these specialized apps. I can do consultation if you're not sure which phone to get or what model or what <laughs> which <laughs> which size. <laughs> you know, I can do that. Heck, I could even uh, uh, go with you to the store and help you to talk to the representatives and help you navigate the maze of complexities when choosing phones and plans and things like that. So. I'll do all that good stuff, and also obviously give demonstrations. If you have a group of people that you want to introduce to some of these things, I can do these presentations as well. So go ahead and give me a call or send me an email. And, uh, you know, Julian, you do such a great job with it. I could tell you one thing. To have somebody who knows when you go to shop for a phone and to communicate, it makes all the world a difference. Because for many of us, we know we want an iPhone or we want an Android phone, but... There's other questions about it that we don't know, so uh, thank you for providing that service. You're welcome. Well, I'd also like to thank uh, Mr. Dick Burden from Airs LA for recording this. So we hope that we will have all of you join us when we bring you more information all about smartphones. Goodbye, everybody.